What the hell is the name of this song? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Larry Horn. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, Ballsy, the Dallas Morning News Sports ADFW.com's sports podcast. This is the college edition, which really has become the Big 12 expansion edition. I'm Evan Grant, along with Barry Horn. And the third seat is empty right now because the clown, clown number one, is on vacation. It's going to be empty for a while, and and Kevin has um, abdicated for vacation uh, and then he's going to Rio to be in the uninhabitable Athletes Village uh, for the Olympics. He's not an athlete. He'll be in the Media Village. And and that might be even less inhabitable. As, as it usually is. And if he doesn't come back, as it, the, the chances are he might not be able to get out of Rio or get out of Rio alive. We'll, we'll leave that seat empty. Oh, no, no. David Moore will take it. No okay. problem. Okay. Uh, and we are joined uh, today by our guest, um, Chuck Cooperstein, who is best known as the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, but is also known as a college football savant. Expert, too. He knows what else could it. we call you, Chuck? I just want to know, it's it's actually taking two people to replace Sherrington? I mean, is his head going to be able to fit back in the room the next time he does this? Oh, no, no, no. We can get on without him just fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we like to let, let him think he's important. Yeah, he he's certainly just the third arm of this of this uh, three headed monster, or the third. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want him thinking that he's better than anybody else now. Uh, believe me, we let him know that regularly. Hey, it, it, if 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 Kevin gets back, if Kevin gets back, will there be will there be a Big Twelve for him? Not this year, but in the future. Yes, there will be a Big Twelve. The, there, there will be a Big 12. I have no idea of what form it will take, uh, only because it seems as if uh, the, the Big 12 decides what it wants to do, puts its finger up, checks the wind direction, and then uh, and goes in that direction. They're, it, it, they're just an incredibly unorganized, unwieldy, uh, disparate group of, of schools that have no desire other than to view themselves within their silos and not agree on anything for the common good. All right, but aside from Texas, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> uh, no, You're not putting Oklahoma in there either? <laughs> You're not putting Boone Pickens in there? Boone Pickens University in there? Um, I, aside, honestly, I mean, I, I do think that that's part of the issue here is that, you know, it's basically Texas and Oklahoma and then – Everybody else that tries to cling on to what was once considered a very major conference, and and you have that, you have that stigma lying over it, and you have you, you know you always have the the lingering possibility that if Texas decides it's tired of this and wants to go in a different direction, that the Big Twelve is done for. Um, are there any other reasons you think that this that this conference has so much difficulty having a cohesive voice? I don't think the issues have really changed in the 20 years the Big 12 existed. Uh, and they're pretty much the same issues that existed in the Old Southwest Conference, albeit, you know, with, with different schools involved. Uh, it's, you know, it's a matter of geography. It's a matter of television. It's, it's a matter of all the things that, are, that have always been talked about. 
And, uh, you know, I don't frankly see where adding Brigham Young or Connecticut or Cincinnati or South Florida, you know, Memphis changes any of that. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but they've, they've got to do something. All I know is whenever we do this podcast, it's like we had Bob Bowlesby on. I said there's no need for a championship team. And then, and then we have, then we do more podcasts, and they're not going to expand. And now, and now it's we took a week off, and we come back, and, and everything, and everything is turned upside down. Now they have to expand. They're going to expand. I think they're going to expand. There's going to be a championship game. Um, See, I have no problem with the championship game. I like the championship game, even at ten. It's one more good game to be able to not only to you know to get money for from the network, but also for your fan base, regardless of when that game is played. I mean, I've never understood this whole idea of you know, everybody all upset about rematches. We do this in the NFL all the time, and everybody loves them. Right. So why are we hate them in college football? I mean, that's stupid. It's a stupid way to think. But, and as far as, the, you know, as far as the expansion goes, I mean, look, the, the easiest way for the Big 12 to have dealt with this was to push the college football playoff for an inclusion for all five power conference members and expand the playoff to eight. You get all five power conference teams in, uh, conference champions in, you get three wild cards in. Uh, that pretty much takes care of anything that uh, revolves around you know controversy of who gets in and who gets out. I mean, you're not going to have a whole lot of controversy when it comes down to number nine as opposed uh, of having a realistic chance of winning it. So, I mean, this this was so easily handled, and it's so incredibly botched, but we really should be expecting this from the Big 12. But, but well, well, that's not the Big 12. That's the whole college football playoff. But you're asking student-athletes to take another week. Oh, come on, Barry. <laughs> Seriously. We, they, play, they play 16 games in high school football in Texas. Two teams play 16 games in high school football, or, or however many, now that we've uh, given everybody a participation ribbon and uh, you know, have expanded the playoffs there. Uh, you know, the different divisions. It, it's a very, it's a finite number of teams that are playing that many games. Seriously, the, 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 that argument does not apply. I was being facetious. I was being facetious. Uh, the only... Oh. The only question I'd have on uh, again, and I'm I'm in favor of an eight game playoff. I'm in favor of, uh, I mean, an eight team playoff, and I'm in favor of a, a Big Twelve championship game, regardless of the number of teams that you have. I, I think you and I are in agreement there. I, I do think Chuck that when you get, no matter what you get to, uh, on the playoff front, there's always going to be somebody or some conference that will be lobbying to be included that's not included, and. Well, every major conference, though, Evan's going to be represented. The Power Five. The Power Five conference. will they're be the, included, but they're, they're the they're the ones who are driving the bus on this. Okay, everybody else, uh, you know, from the American, from the from the MAC, uh, you know, from the Sun Belt, Mountain West. I mean, choose your league, whatever it is. I mean, they're just riding coattails here and hoping to get something. Right. Uh, and you know what? And if they don't get anything out of the playoffs. Well, you know what? That's where they have their bowls, and that's the you know that's college football's version of the NIT. And I mean, let's get real about this. So, if it's so obvious to you, and it's so obvious to Evan, and it's twenty twenty to me, why? What is stopping this? What is stopping this is the uh, unwillingness of the of the conference commissioners uh, to cede control. Over the over the process, if you will, you know the NCAA doesn't do many things right, but the one thing they do right is run championships. They, they are their events are outstanding, and you know, 
anybody who has been a part of them, you know, certainly covering them from our standpoint, or more importantly, from the playing standpoint, those kids and those coaches will tell you that the NCAA does a phenomenal job on that. But the NCAA doesn't control big-time football. Now, why that, that has been allowed to happen is a question I can't answer. But, there's no, but this is all about power, and the power right now belongs in, in the Power Five conferences and more specifically belongs uh, in the Power Two of the SEC and the Big Ten. Well, if, if, they, expand, if they expand to eight, we've got to figure there'll be another SEC team every year. Is, is there any doubt? I would think you've probably got a pretty good chance of another SEC. You're going to have two two teams from one of the three conferences, depending on the the power that you're or, or SEC, maybe, or, Big Ten, or or Pac, or maybe two teams from two of those conferences. And in some years, two of those, yeah. And and then I think you'll have the one. You know, if you've got you you certainly got to always include Notre Dame because yep. they are in their own if they're ever relevant again. And and I think it's been a long time since Notre Dame has been long term relevant. And then you're going to get into the arguments of where does what about a BYU or what about a Boise or or what about one of those you know an upstart team that that has run off an 11 and 0 season and 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 upset somebody along the way. So you're you're going to have that the, just like we have right now in the in the BCS. You're going to have the. Uh, but you know what? But but here's the thing, Evan. I, I think that the committee ultimately, because the playoff exists and you see teams beginning uh, to really schedule pretty aggressively in their non-conference schedule. They've pretty much set out uh, you know, what the template is for getting into the playoff, and that's having a really good schedule. And, and so, yes, that definitely helps the SEC, and uh, to a lesser degree, I think it helps, helps the Big Ten. Look, the Pac-12 didn't make it last year. Okay, they, didn't, they didn't play anybody in there last year. Right. I, mean, I thought Stanford was a heck of a team, but they didn't make it. But the, you know, but they they do schedule you know fairly aggressively as well. But this is for everybody to do, and it's why uh, you know I think the, the first weekend uh, on September the weekend of September third I mean, is going to be one of the great opening weekends in the history of college football. I mean, there are so many fantastic games and games that matter right out of the box. Great for the players, great for the fans, and great for the for the selection committee that gets something to really sink their teeth into. Should I should I talk to the sports editor of the Dallas Morning News? I'm down to cover the Baylor Northwestern State game that day that weekend. Boy, where where do you rank on the totem pole? That I think that tells you right there. Yeah, uh, I think anything that happens with with Baylor uh, this first week of the uh, college football season is going to be rather significant. Not against oh, Northwestern that, State. True. They might lose that game. No, they. Oh, Chuck, slap Evan around. No, no, you know what? It's true. Because you know, there will be the curiosity factor, the uh, yes, the the train wreck factor uh, that that goes into all that. But when when you have uh, Houston playing uh, host to Oklahoma, and you've got A and M hosting UCLA, and you've got Alabama and USC, you know, <laughs> playing the Jerry World, and you got Baylor and Northwestern State, Barry. I thought you you've been writing some really good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really kind of worried about your status here well, right now. You know what? It's a paycheck. Wow, Barry. <laughs> wow, it's a paycheck. Yeah, you do have Alabama and USC at Jerry World on at uh, I guess at seven o'clock Eastern, uh, Central Time. Uh, but, on but, the but you know the Baylor game is is Friday night. Got the Auburn Baylor and Clemson Friday. that night. Uh, and you've got uh, you've got uh, Georgia, Georgia, North and Carolina, and Arizona, Arizona, BYU. Uh, 
think you've got Georgia Tech and Boston College in Dublin. Well, um, Boston College didn't win an ACC game last year. I'm not. Uh, and Missouri not and West Virginia and uh, Houston and uh, Oklahoma. So that's a pretty right. good schedule of of non-conference uh, marquee teams kind of matching up against one another. Absolutely, and it's and again, it, it's the way it should be, and I think that that's more schools are moving toward that model uh, of really trying to, to schedule more aggressively and maybe have just one body bag game instead of three body bag games. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the, the two others I left out, but you mentioned UCLA and A and M, and and LSU is playing uh, Wisconsin at Lambeau Wisconsin, Field. At, yeah, which, I mean, it, now I, I love that game. And last year they played in Houston. Uh, but those are the types of games that should be played on campus. Frankly, any, anybody should experience Baton Rouge on Saturday night. And frankly, anybody who's never been to Camp Hill really needs to experience the jump around at the end of the third quarter, the whole fifth quarter with the band. It, Camp Randall's and the Camp Randall's one of the great settings in all college football. I mean, I think extraordinarily underrated. But, you know, I love that Alabama and USC are coming here, uh, you know, and I realize the Cowboys are paying those schools a buttload of money. I mean, I know Florida and Michigan are coming here next year to play. And the game has been, a, a, I think, a relative success since its inception. But to me, college football is meant to be the campus. It really is, with very few exceptions. You know, Army-Navy, uh, Texas OU, Florida-Georgia, uh, other than that, you really, there's there's no business for college football to be played in in those stadiums unless you're talking about national championship games. Barry, I do think that there is a good game for you to cover on Saturday, um, and that it is a campus game. W- which game? SMU and North Texas. That's that's a big game. That's for the champion. That's, that's for the champions. You know what? It it really is kind of a big game. Ha! Tell us why, Chuck. Well, I mean, number one, look, North Texas is debuting Seth Luttrell. And uh, and also debuting uh, uh, Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator, and they're they're going to try to you know run that high tempo Mike Leach style of offense and try to get themselves going after you know a horrible year last year. You know when you lose to Portland State on homecoming and you fire your head coach at that time, it's really not really good. And then you know, listen, you know, I think Chad Morris is is a damn good coach, uh, but he had a bad year. You know he had a bad year last year, but he's he's put everything in place to get SMU moving forward, and SMU needs to win that game. They absolutely have to win that game. So is that is so that, a, is that a loser-leaves-town game? Uh, is, is the loser of that game well, season dead? Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily want to say season dead for the loser, uh, it, but it's, it probably does a lot more for the winner than it does for the loser. Let's put it that way. All right, so you're down for that, Barry. Thanks, Evan. Okay. Evan Grant, assignment editor. Uh, so Chuck, let's get to the let's get to the heart. Who made you God? Let's get to the heart of the matter, Chuck. How many teams will the Big Twelve have in two thousand seventeen? Sounds like fourteen. Fourteen. Sounds like yes. You're going to fourteen. All right, good. Well, and and so who are the four teams that they're adding? They're going to add BYU. They're going to add Cincinnati. They're going to add Houston, and they're going to add. Uh, probably Memphis. Wow. Okay. So you you're 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 staying out of the Northeast. UConn is not in, and you're no. You, 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 UConn's not in. I mean, if this was a basketball-driven decision, then UConn absolutely would be in the mix. Uh, but they're not. 
and uh, you know their football program is just way too middling. At least you know, Cincinnati takes care of the uh, of the West Virginia issue and having a travel partner. Right. I think that needed. And you know, and you know, BYU is its own, is its own issue in the West. Uh, but the fact is that they're they're the most nationally relevant program that is available to be picked. So what is and this? Then the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Chuck. I was going to say, and then you know the other two basically fit within the uh, you know the the travel the ge- geographical footprint of the league. Even though you know we all keep hearing that ge- geography doesn't matter, uh, tell tell that to the business managers who have to keep forking out uh, money for travel and things like that, and, and time and away from. Well, I guess in football, really doesn't all that matter about class because they're leaving on Friday. But um, still, it's it to me, it it sort of make you extend both ways, you know, west and east. But you, the other two pretty much stay within your your footprint. And certainly in the case of Houston, uh, you know, listen, uh, they they have they've done a major turnaround, very much like TCU uh, did their turnaround as far as facilities and and money that's been spent on the program. Uh, and I, I, now what they need that TCU, you know, had, uh, and why TCU ultimately got into the big 12 was a sustained run of success. Well, I mean, Gary Patterson, Gary Patterson gave TCU and, and, Fra- and Francione started it, uh, you know, a, a decade plus of success before they were chosen. So, uh, you know, Houston's a little bit different because they just had, you know, a couple of, the, you know, on and off with Sumlin and then now with Tom Herman. And then who knows if Tom Herman's going to be Exactly. If Tom Herman leaves next year, uh, you know, if he goes to Texas, if he goes to Texas A&M or wherever he goes, or Baylor or whatever. That's, well, that's going to be Texas's parting gift for taking Tom Herman is that they're going to allow Houston a share of the Big 12 pie. <sighs> Are they going to are they going to really allow four teams to come in and divide the pie up more? Or are they going to like well, they, negotiate? Here, 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 here's the thing: they're not going to divide the pie, this, and this, this is why expansion really doesn't make sense. What they do is basically find the four schools who are willing to take the least amount of money. So what, what is as, as part, what does that tell you? Are, are they really interested in expansion? Are they really interested in getting the four best teams possible, or, or are they going on the cheap? No, the, the thing is, they are getting their their money expanded because of their television contract. So it just becomes a money grab for the ten existing teams and the league. But the four schools are going to be fighting over themselves. It's going to be like the Hunger Games to see who can get along with less. It, it's stupid. It's just absolutely. It's it's as far as I'm concerned, just insane that uh, that they're that they're ready to take on that they're ready to this. And that, frankly, that teams are ready to sign on for this because Barry, uh, Evan, isn't this how the Southwest Conference broke up? Simply because of the in, the inequality of money. Yes, correct. That was uh, among other, among other reasons. But, among other things, but sir, that was at the root of it. But he, but he, let's say they have fourteen teams and the Longhorn Network. Okay, uh, now there's going to be an ACC network. Everybody always pointed to the to the ACC. See, they don't have network. Now we know there's going to be an ACC network. There's a Big Ten network, an SEC network, a Pac-12 network. What is going to happen? How can the league exist and compete with the other conferences without a network? In in, in eight years, I don't know. I mean, because that's really what we're talking about, right? The, you know, the, their their deals are up with ESPN and Fox in twenty the, what twenty twenty four football season, right? But the long the Longhorn network lives on past past that, correct? 
So as long as there's a Longhorn Network, what is the conference to do? They're, they they got big problems. There's no doubt that they have they have huge problems. But I think you know it's it's sort of ultimately kicking the can down the road to amass as much money as they can in the short term, and then worry about whatever is going to worry about the, in the long term. Yeah, and that, that's uh, uh, there's that certainly seems to be short-term thinking and it, it seems like from the inception of the big 12 forward it's all it's all been kind of short-term Absolutely. patches there's Absolutely. never been a long-term vision here you think you think they're well, la- la- chuck you think they're laughing in college station right now when they, they read all these stories absolutely of course they, because A&M absolutely made the right move for them i mean their financial uh security is assured uh you know and who knows listen with with all the rumblings here lately uh, that from certainly from the Texas side, you know, which for years said we'll never play them. You know, well, now you've got a president and you've got an athletic director and a football coach who wants to play that game. And that game's going to get put. That game ultimately is going to get played. And does a and going to have it all? Chuck, the uh, speaking of, of A&M and their move to the SEC. And I, I just, I grew up in an SEC um, environment you attended an SEC school. Is there a way for you to put into words just why the SEC is so cohesive and maintains such a strong uh, presence? I almost well, sneezed I, there. I, well, I, I think that it, it, this goes back to Roy Kramer. When, when Roy Kramer became the commissioner and they took South Carolina and Arkansas into the league in, in the early 90s, and basically told the existing schools, look, you know, we, we are all in this together, and they are part of us, and they will not be treated as second-class citizens, which for Arkansas, remember, was huge, because that's how Arkansas felt the Southwest Conference, because they were the only school that was outside the state of Texas. But every school, so, in, the, every school in the Southwest Conference feels that that's not named the University of Texas. Yeah, but Arkansas, but Arkansas and Frank Royals felt it most, and that's why, and that's the biggest reason why they left. Right. Uh, but I, I think there there has always been, uh, even among their fan base. I mean, when when they weren't beating up on each other, you know, if they went outside the league to play, uh, you know, with the possible exception of uh, Auburn and Alabama rooting for for the the other side when they were playing outside the conference, because each wants the other basically to fall off the face of the earth. You know, you always hear the chance SEC, SEC, SEC. The the, the conference thing really matter. Um, now, you know, I could say this about the Big Ten, too, you know, certainly as it relates to the Rose Bowl, because the Big Ten, you know, for years and years and, and to a certain degree still, those schools think that going to the Rose Bowl is the be-all and end-all at the expense of perhaps playing for the national championship. I mean, right. that, that's how kind of screwed up it is. But, you know, but there's always been uh, a, a commonality of purpose that Roy Kramer started, that Mike Slide continued uh, you know, Greg Sankey's the commissioner there now and uh, the former Southland Conference commissioner, by the way, so familiar to folks, certainly familiar to this area. Uh, not, not not, really, Chuck. Yeah, he is. Uh, you think? Yeah, he is. He, yeah I, I, I think he is. Okay. I think he is. But in, but in any case, you know, where, where the Big 12 has everybody pulling apart and looking for every, you know, each school looking for every last, you know, edge it can possibly get, uh, in the in the 
running of the conference in, in the in the SEC, I, I really do get the sense that they they all they are as much on the same page as you can possibly be in a, in a league, and so I think that's why it ultimately works out as well as they do. Yeah, that's I mean that to me is 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 the separator is that despite the you know the SEC certainly has their marquee club their marquee teams and Alabama's as iconic a, a college football franchise as there is uh but there is that that aspect of we are all in this together and that that there's benefit for each one of these schools working hand in hand with one another to better the conference and and to better the stability of the conference, and I in twenty years being in, in in Texas, I've never seen that from any of the Texas schools any degree of wanting to work together, unless it's somebody trying to attach themselves to the University of Texas to kind of ride on 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 the Longhorns' coattails in terms of leverage. I, I agree with that. I can't I can't disagree with anything that you said. I mean, I think that pretty well hits the nail on the head, but you know, it does come back to Barry's point of you know what happens, you know, seven, eight years from now when, when that grant of rights is over and they're trying to negotiate, you know, contracts with ESPN and Fox. I mean, who knows what the television landscape is gonna look like then. You know, what scares me, Barry, and, and you may may be able to speak to this better than, than I can, I don't know how the Big Twelve and those consultants that they were visiting with over the last six months, right. how they didn't know that an ACC network was was not only in the works, but was close to being a reality. Well, it, it's, they, they, it's stunning to me because everybody's talked about it. They've talked about it for years. Of course, of course. Well, because the, the people that do everybody does business with ESPN. Okay, the the uh, the Big Twelve does business with ESPN. That's an ESP. It's another ESPN network. Of course they knew. Of course, if they didn't know, the consultant should be fired immediately. Of course they knew. But here's here's. So, how the, is it, so then, why did they bury their head in the possible, sand? So how is it possible that you know three months ago we have expansion is dead, and then you know last Tuesday David Bourne says, "Well, the announcement of the ACC network really spurred us on to doing this." I mean, come on now. Well, they they knew. They come on, Chuck. They knew. They had to know. Everybody, you know, they had to know. So, so why were they not talking? So, why were they waiting until now to actually talk about it? Because of giving themselves five or six months to talk. Because about it. they knew. Because they knew they were going to get the crumbs anyway. And it, it, what? What is? What does it matter? They weren't going to get any. If this happened five or six months ago, would the teams we're talking about, would the schools we're talking about, be any different? Not really. No, but but it allows for an orderly a much more orderly transfer uh, of, of conference and uh, a chance to get yourself together. I mean, you, you're always looking for time in this type of thing. And here, you know, if they decide in October that they're going to expand by four teams and, oh, by the way, by next August or, or by next July 1st, uh, you're going to be having four more teams in your league. And, I mean, all the logistics that go along with that, I mean, why not give yourself time? It, it, it's just one more way where I think they messed up. Well, I, for one, can't wait for that Big 12 championship game of Memphis against Iowa State. Um, <laughs> at Jerry World. At Jerry World. Um, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting. Um, Chuck, this, is, this has been great to go over 
the Big 12 expansion, which we have, much like the Trinity River Project, we've talked about for 20 years and still have nothing on the boards. Chuck, next time we do this, maybe we'll do, we'll do a podcast on why the Big 12 decided not to expand. It could happen. Who knows? Would you be surprised? Would you be at surprised the, at, if we had to do that? At, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Chuck, the next time we have you on, it will be, I would say, late October to talk about football games that matter like Georgia-Florida. Well, no, actually, it's Florida, Georgia, but that's okay. Oh, my God. We got a Georgia State guy arguing with a guy from Long Island about a, about a real game. <laughs> All right, Chuck, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Barry, where did you go to school again? Uh, I went to I went to a high school that didn't have a football team. I went to a NYU, which didn't have a football team. And now you live in I, Dallas, well, which well, doesn't no. have a football team. And then team. I got to graduate school at Northwestern, and in those days, they wished they didn't have a football team. All right. Well, and that's why you will be covering Northwestern State and Baylor. I thought it was Northwestern when they told me about no, it. I was kind of excited. State. I covered Northwestern State some. Some? Some, yeah. I did when I was in Shreveport. And they were a Division One AA. You worked power. in Shreveport? I did. That's that's a whole other that's a whole other story. Two years in Shreveport. Chuck, that gives me new respect for Evan. Anybody who survived two years in Shreveport. Chuck, thanks so much for taking the time. Sorry, David. Hey, sorry, David Moore couldn't couldn't make it. He was supposed to have been here. I don't know where he is. And we're going on to the cow. We're going to do a- Evan. What other podcasts do we have? Uh, I hope we have a Cowboys podcast uh, and a Ranger podcast. We definitely have a Ranger podcast. I'm hoping we have a Cowboy podcast. This I don't week. know. He- we are in the depths of summer right now, and it. People are jumping off our ship left and right. No, but it's been a huge week. I mean, the Rangers, it's trade deadline. The Cowboys are going to report to camp. The, the Big 12 is doing something because they have to do something. The Big 12 is talking a lot right now. And in the end, what's going to happen is Texas will say, you know what, uh, we'll like a little bit more money. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, Chuck, thanks again, and uh, we will talk to you soon, man. All right, fellas, take you, care. You know what I like best about Chuck? I think. Do you think he rolls out of bed with an opinion? And and they're, and they're heartfelt. They're not. They're you know, not I made up. I, I didn't get into this, this during the Rangers skid last week. Chuck's son Jeffrey, yes, was all over me on Twitter. But I'm I'm just going to let that one pass. Are you saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Correct, so to speak. Wow. Anyway, this has been a delight. Not having Kevin here. Correct. We got to talk. <laughs> hey. So We're, long, everybody. Bye.